This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. And with me today, Nick Campton. Hello. You, re- you remembered it this time. I That's did. great. Thank you. That's great. Uh, you patronizing fucking piece of shit. Um, and things are about to get really patronizing when we talk all things Canberra Raiders because I just hope they have fun this year. And joining us, who also hopes they have fun this year, uh, Philadelphia's own John Sharkey the third. Uh, condolences. We are recording this after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I wish we'd done it before. You might have been in a better mood, but uh, yeah, not not a great, not a great, not a great uh, experience for you. But um, hopefully, hopefully they'll be back there next year. Wait, was there a Super Bowl this week? <laughs> did that happen i don't know i don't really i'm not a sadist so i uh i don't really like to inflict pain on people like that a no, solemn was, a solemn go birds to you and yours yeah go thank birds. you i know it goes a long way <laughs> but, uh, but i am the joker now so That's we'll fair. see i've just it, it's really just clicked over the 2019 the, this bullshit there i'm sure there was some other uh, the Phillies World Series last year. Yep. I'm 100 the sports joker. So I, I actually sure. don't want anyone to have fun. I want every all teams to die. Yeah, that's basically. I'm the uh, you know you know they see the the like the quirky person sitting in the stands that says like their shirt says like sports ball or I just yeah. hope both teams have fun. No, I have a shirt that says I hope both teams die. In a <laughs> I hope this stadium wreck. Gets, I hope Bane collapses this stadium. <laughs> exactly. We're all inside it. Yes. Especially me. I hope. I hope. <laughs> that's a wordy. That's a very wordy t-shirt. It is. Oh, I, I can make it work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, um, you know, it'll, it'll happen. But yeah, let's move forward. Uh, got, uh, to talk all things Canberra Raiders um, coming off another interesting season. They scraped into the eight um, on like, you know, by the skin of their teeth, but then they got their, you know, at this point, routine win in Melbourne, Nick, is that fair to say? I would say so. Yeah. Mm. I, I would say that Canberra are not only the owners and operators of Amy Park, they are the fathers of Amy Park. And yeah. um, given I remember a time when they didn't win down there for like 10 years, I say long may it continue. I'm a big fan of Canberra South, and I can't wait to go down there again this year. I'd love to win in Melbourne. It'd be nice. Anyway. Yeah. What, what's the South thing? You guys haven't won there ever, right? Literally, literally zero. Ever. Times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, so. I'm going to claim our win at Magic Round, which is technically an away game <laughs> as winning in Melbourne. I'm, like, yeah. what are they going to do? Put me in footy jail? I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. But Melbourne in any North. case, um, so, I mean, you haven't really signed anyone. You've lost a couple of decent players. How are things going to be better than last year? Nick, do you want to take this or you want me to jump oh, in? No, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take this up. Um, sure. I think things. I think there's a really good chance that things are better this year than last year because I think if you look, if you take a sort of, if you zoom out and you have a little, real sort of macro view of the season last year, it's a miracle that things turned out as well as they did because Ricky Stewart didn't settle on his best team until about halfway through the season. The Raiders had 13 spine combinations through the year, which is the most of any team in the competition. They started the year with just some totally bizarre shit going on, like James Schiller coming from absolutely nowhere to be in round one on the wing. Semi Valame played in the centers for the opening six weeks. There was a lot of really strange calls. And yet, and yet, when things settled down, you know, when, when they got Zach Wolford in at hooker, when they got Jamal Fogarty finally back at halfback, he missed the first half of the year with an injury. Once everything settled down and the best team got on the field, they weren't, they weren't just good, they were really good. Once Wolford got into the team, their record over the last 17 games of the season, so the 17 games he played, was 12 and 5. That's quite good. 
And the, of the five losses, two were to Para and one was to Penrith. So to the two best teams in the competition last year. And like I, I, it, it, they, they very much did sneak into the eight. Like they scraped in by the skin of their teeth the last game of the regular season. But if you look at their record, their record was 14 and 10. That's the same record as the Rabbitohs. Only a win behind the Roosters. You know, and I feel like with a proper offseason with all these guys together, I think I think Whiten and Fogarty getting to play more footy together. You know, I think with the, with the back line a little, a little bit more settled. Uh, I know he hurt himself on the weekend, but with Xavier Savage getting another a full preseason in and and really getting a start in what was supposed to be his big breakout year. He sort of had to come along a bit earlier last year when he was very athletically gifted, but not quite ready for first grade every week. Him having a little bit more time. I think there's real cause to be really, really positive on the Raiders for this year. I think even though they haven't brought in that many that many new names, I think the the the, the way that the team finished up last year was fresh enough that they're still scratching the surface of uh, of what they can do and what they can achieve. So I'm actually really, really pumped to see what they can do. I, I think there's a real cause for optimism with my uh, territory brothers. Shark, do you agree with that? Uh, yes, I, I agree. You know, I know they didn't make any like big splashes. Uh, once again, you know, Canberra failed to sign the uh, the big name that everyone was talking about. The David Fafita signing. There's still Ex- time. There's still time. There's still time. I know. But do you think it's going to happen in the next like three weeks? Shark, do you remember what happened when we went to that Thin Lizzy concert at the Vet <laughs> in 1972? In 74. It's 74. Yeah, sorry. Asshole. And I turned to you yes. during the guitar solo on the Emerald and I said the Raiders will once they sign Dave Fafita. I know. And then we shotgun you know? beers. We shotgun beers with Dick Vermeil. It was awesome. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So I just want you to remember that day and and, and really stand by it. I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll get him. I felt like there was more of a chance of it happening a few weeks ago than I do now. But I don't know. I think they're in, I think they're in with a puncher's chance. And I might have said this on a show earlier or whatever. I can't remember. We've done so many goddamn ones of these things. I think if they were to sign Dave Fafita, there's a chance that he would come to Canberra and be really good because they've got a really good track record of just getting forwards down there and really getting the best out of them. Yeah. Like if you look at someone like Tarpanay or Hudson Young or Ryan Sutton when he was here or all the good stuff Whitehead's done over the years uh, or, you know, the good footy that Hawes replayed last year, you know, they're pretty good. They're pretty good at getting the best, the best out of forwards. So if they sign him back to back Dally M's perhaps, but it's got to happen first. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah, yeah i mean what, what are you what are you what are you excited about for this canberra season uh i'm excited to have harley smith shields you know actually play some games this year you know he looked really good at the end of uh the 2021 season it was a real shame to have him out and you know we didn't really get any production out of our outside backs i mean like what you usually get you know hudson young was our leading try scorer i think that's that's how the season ended right he was still the leading try scorer. So yeah, he, he really uh, he really perfected the ancient attacking art of I'm gonna do some really wild shit and wacky shit. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Know? Some it true... was it was good. It was it was foolproof. I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I mean, it's it's very Canberra-esque, dude. They love like chaos ball. That's like, you know, that's Ricky's attacking structure. Go go out there and make something happen. So I don't know. It'll be great. But it'll be good to see, you know, hopefully, you know. The outside backs have a little bit more production with uh, with who they have now. So I don't know. And also, Adam Mariota looked insane on the weekend. I know it was kind of a dour uh, preseason game in Maruya, but I thought he he looked fantastic, like a like a baby Papali out there. Honestly, you know his, his legs never stop moving. 
And also, he visited my uh, daughter's school this week, and and she oh. said it was really nice. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the only reason, really. I, you I you can't you can't have a third really good prop. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got. I don't. What, he's not going to see much first grade this yeah. year, honestly. But I I don't know, man. I think he might. You think so? I think so, man. Yeah, I hope a, so. He had a really good year in state cup last year. I think yeah. he got the coach's water player of the year or something like that. And I'm with you. He just seems to have a bit more about him than someone like yeah. Euler does. And yeah. I know it's it's such a cliche to go with, oh yeah, he's just like Josh Papaliti because they're both they're both Samoans he, with really long hair. But no, like he plays like, like him. He, plays, it's not, he does play like him. He looks yeah. like his carbon copy game of, of Papaliti. Like seriously. I'm not. I yeah, exactly. It's such a trope to be like, hey, you know, like, you know, look at these guys. They look kind of this. Like, no, it's not that. It's you not. You do say that all the time. Yeah, but they. Uh, he really does have a similar running style. You know, he does the thing that that Josh does, where you know he turns his back and kicks his leg. It's like kind of like a running back NFL style move. You know, they both. They just never stopped. Like his legs did not stop moving when he had that ball. It was yeah. impossible. He's a freight train. So yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how much first grade he's going to see this year. I hope he sees as much as he can, though. I hope he gets into the rotation because I don't know. So you, yeah. Nick, do you guys think your back line is good enough to compete with these top teams in the finals? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Because while the back line wasn't a strength last year, I think there's a lot of scope for improvement. You know, like, set, like, and some of those guys have already taken some really big steps forward. Like Seb Chris, for example, yeah, was only meant to fill in for a couple of weeks last year, but he just ended up being on the spot for a lot of tries. Like a lot of good stuff just happened around Seb Chris. He ended up scoring 14 tries mm. in 20 games. That's the, that's the equal most of any center in the regular season. You know what I mean? So he really came along well. I was actually pretty disappointed with Nick Kotrick's first season back in yeah. Canberra, but we know that he can be a really good yardage guy when he gets the chance. I know a couple of Raiders fans are kind of ready to see the back of Jordan Rapana. I will never give up on him. Shark, remember when you, me, and Jordan Rapana beat up Charles Barkley at the front of that Wawa in 1999? Yeah, that, was, that was great. We were eating hoagies off the trash can, like, what, yeah, like was, as you do at Wawa. Yeah, Barkley and then I, I, I remember I smashed Barkley over the back of the head with a bottle of Rolling Rock. <laughs> and Jordan Rapana said, Campo, I'll never forget this, and I'll always go hard for you. So I can't turn my back on Jordan Rapana now. What did and Barkley even do? Sorry, mate. What did Barkley? I don't even remember. I, I had too much Mad Dog. Nah, what did the... mate. We, we swore ourselves to secrecy on that All one. All right, okay. We said we'd never reveal the truth. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? But like Shark <laughs> mentioned Harley Smith Shields <laughs> earlier, and he's another guy that I'm really excited to see because yeah. on this on the corresponding podcast last year when I was a mere guest and before I'd taken over the show with my weird Raiders Philadelphia hybrid bullshit. <laughs> Smith Shields. Smith Shields was a player that I picked to do really well because I think he is somebody who can really make a difference in the yardage game. He's not the tallest of guys, but he's extremely strong. He's very powerful and he's very quick. And while the Xavier Savage injury is a blow for Canberra, I do see it as an avenue to get Smith Shields back in the team. I would yeah. really, really like them to see to see, see them try Smith Shields at fullback for those first couple of weeks, yep, which I that's... know is a big step up. He hasn't played footy in about a year. So that is a jump. I got no idea if he can pass the ball or not, but I know he can run it pretty well. And that's all kind of, that's what Savage gave him for most of last year. A guy that could run the ball well. So I think the, the, the back five probably needs a little bit of work, but I definitely think they have the scope to do some, 
to do some really good stuff. But if we're talking the back five, then we've got to talk about my number one boy, Shark, Jared Croker. Is there a chance yeah. or am I kidding myself? Uh, what, forgetting the 300 this year? Just something, anything. I, I, eight more games, easy. I mean, I think he can get to 400 this year, honestly. I mean, the sky's the limit for Jared Croker. Yeah, He's... If, he, if, he just, if he just really puts in. Like, yeah. Plays four or five games a week. It's not that far, Fetch. It's not hard, you know. There's local, there's local comps around, you know. I'm, I'm your, I'm your ear to the tracks here at Canberra, so I can, if he, if he needs any help, I can find him a game. But no, I don't know. I mean, did you, you guys watch the game over the weekend? I know it's a preseason game, but he just looks, he just looks cooked. You I, know? I thought, I thought he looked pretty much the same as he did last year. Yeah, which is, I mean, the same. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. He's his body is not doing him any favors. He's yeah. Yeah, the, the the thing that worried me was was two things. He was planting his feet a lot in defense, like he yeah. did years and years ago when he was still a kid and he wasn't that good a defensive center. Um, and he doesn't really have the speed to make up for it when he does get caught flat-footed a little bit. But what was more concerning, and this is something that's been in his game for a couple of years now, he's, he was making a lot of mistakes, yep. dropping the ball in contact a lot and stuff like that. And he used to be someone who had really good hands and was really good yeah. at like, really good with loose balls and finishing chances and quick tip-ons and stuff like that. And that's the sort of thing. If that's gone, then it's difficult to see it coming back. So that's kind of what really, what really worries me. He might only get to three hundred and fifty odd game sharks. So I just want you to, <laughs> yeah, I just want I'll, you to prepare yourself. I have to temper my expectations. It's true because mm-hmm. you know you, there's so many highlights of him. He's not the strongest or the biggest dude, but you know, like wobbly grubbers. He just flies in and he would grab it midair, yeah. put it down. That, he, that was was a really, his... he was a really good fin- he was a really good finisher. He was and it's just something we haven't seen. Well, we haven't seen much of anything from him yeah. the last couple of years just because of those bloody injuries. But yeah, when he has played, that hasn't quite been there as much as um as much as I would have liked. What if in round one it's Rapana at fullback and they put Jared Croker on that wing to take that spot? Well, the important thing to know is that I've been not pessimistic, but I think realistic about Jared Croker on this, but also I don't care if he's in a wheelchair with no <laughs> legs at the age of 95, there's always a spot for him in my team. He's my favorite rugby league player ever. So that's he's my guy. I don't care. I don't care how broken down he is. He's always, he's always got a place on my team. So yeah. if Rapana's fullback and Croker's center, then great. Are we going to win? Probably not. Do I care? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. It's true. Like, I don't really care either about wins or losses. I'm, you know, in my 40s now because, you know, I'm not like a kid. You know, I want to see, I like going to the games. I, I enjoy the team. I also just don't want to see Jared get, have to get like back injections for the rest of his life. You know, I, yeah. it's scary to see, what is he, 29? Uh, no, he's older than that. He's is 33. He? 33. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But still, he's 33. Sorry, 32. 32. Yeah. His birthday's, his birthday's September 11th. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what happened? Yeah. Jeez, that was the day. Yeah. That was the day we saw Ryan Howard. Yeah, remember, Ryan remember Howard. you threw him a few in batting practice. It's back true. in 03. It was a great yeah. day. We went to the batting cages near the gallery in Philly, and uh, well, not the gallery. There was one on fifth, fifth and Mark or fifth and Gerard. It's not there anymore. Everybody hits. Great place. Used to have gigs there. Yeah, Ryan was there. He brought his his girlfriend, who's an Eagles cheerleader. We just like, yeah, we ransacked the place basically. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> fuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, Bungard is. Uh, he looks massively confused. That uh, oh, I'm, confu- I'm not confused. I'm not confused. I'm furious. Yeah, great. Do it in your own time. People don't want to listen to this. 
Yes, they do. Right. You know how many Phil- you know how many Philadelphia sports fans listen to this podcast? Oh, how many? No, shock? I Please mean, tell me. At least well, there's, there's, there's Sharks. Unless it's unless it's Rob McElhenney and the lead singer of the Wonder Years. I don't care. The lead singer of the Wonder Years. I think that dude used to live around the corner from me. Did he really? Uh, yeah. No, hey, you're pulling me into it now. Stop it. Stop it. I was going to say, Bungard, remember the time me and you were walking around Fishtown, my old neighborhood? And, you know, it was like 2014, right when Dark Blue started. Really got, no, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to suck you into this. But uh, I would have, I would have been sucked in. God damn it. All right. But moving uh, back to, but yeah, with, with that situation, I mean, you want Harley Smith Steels there. It does seem much more likely that John Rapana will be the fullback in the opening round. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not too worried about that, but at the same time, like, I, I mean, do you? We've seen Rapana regress a little bit since he came back, well, from his sojourn overseas. Yeah. But um, are you worried? Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you are you ever sort of worried that like it's going to be the last year for him? Because I know you guys love Jordan Rapana. I know he's been a large part of all these great Raiders teams over the past decade. But he's 33, turning 34 now. Um, I'm just wondering how you see that playing out, and if you do think this will be his last ride as well. Yeah, I, I do. I can't. I kind of. I kind of think this will be. This will be the last one. But you know, you say that he's he's not as good as he was before he went to Japan, and that's true. But I think it's worth remembering. In 2021, he was Canberra's best player in mm. a in a really shitty listless Canberra team. <laughs> yeah, bizarre <laughs> team. Yeah, he was yeah. the best player in a shit team. So. No, but he was. But he was, and he had yeah. he had a legitimately good he had a legitimately good season. What mm. worries me a little bit with Rapana is he's not going to be able to get a full preseason in because he was over playing for New Zealand in the World Cup last yes. year, and I think just at his age, getting a full preseason in can really really make a difference. But um, yeah, I, I still. I guess you got to tr- you got to trust him, don't you? You got to do it. You have to. But say he was to go down for any stretch of time, there is there are some really interesting options there. We mentioned Smith Shields a little bit earlier. Albert Hopewadi is someone who I thought did quite well when he came into grade um, came into first grade last year. Yeah, hadn't played a lot of footy in the years before that, just because reserve grade got wiped out because of COVID. And he had mm. a lot of knee injuries, but I really liked um, his work out of yardage. I actually thought he was a better yardage winger than Kotrick last year. So there are if if they do sort of decide, you know what, Jordan, you've gotten old, and let's face it, crazier over the years. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna bring in one of the kids and sort of and sort of see how it goes. But I'm not so worried about Rapana doing something crazy. I'm worried about Ricky Stewart doing something like totally off the wall. Hmm. And the thing that all mine and sharks dear friends in Raiders Discord are terrified of right now, and I'm also pretty scared of it, is Danny Levi starting round one at Hooker over Zach Wolford, you know, trial form, shit form. I'll keep saying it, but Levi has, he started hooker last week against the Bulldogs in Maria. He's been named to start at hooker against Tigers this weekend at Belmont. Yeah. Zach Wolford isn't in the squad for this second trial. And I'm officially at panic station. You know, I think Danny Levi is fine to have as your backup hooker. He's very capable at, at doing a couple of different things. If you needed him to come in and spell someone for two or three weeks, I think he can do that. But Zach Wolford really made a difference to this camera team when he came in last year. His service was really good. His running game got a lot better as the season went on. He's very good at engaging the markers and opening things up for forwards behind the ruck. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's as good at this as this guy, but he has a similar kind of skill set to Appy Corusel, where he's like running out of dummy half all the time, like he's Damian Cook. That's not going to happen but creating spaces for guys for his big forward pack 
he's pretty good at that. And I was really excited to see how Wolford would go with the proper NRL preseason under his belt because he didn't get that last year. He was mucking out the stables at Randwick until about round seven. And then come about round 10, he was starting hooker for the Raiders and he stayed there for the rest of the year. So I was excited to see what he could do with a bit more sort of athleticism behind him. But now I'm really, really scared that Levi's going to start and we'll just light six weeks on fire until we all work out that Wolford should be the starting hooker. But I guess if that does happen, it's better that it happens at the start when Xavier Savage is also out of the team rather than later on when you do have your best fullback in the, in the frame. Yeah, and it is a really shit start to the year as well. It's mm. Cowboys away first first week. Oh, it's, then, Dolphins, no. it's Dolphins away second week. I don't remember off the top of my head who's third week, but if you just give me a couple of seconds. It's uh, Sharks. All, yeah, I will, who we'll you'll beat. We'll beat Sharks. But, yeah. but then, you know, they got Panthers round five. They're back up to Brisbane in round six. So yeah, three trips to Queensland start. in six weeks, plus a trip to Newcastle, which I know the Knights might not be much chop, but it's just more travel. It's mm. a lot of bouncing around, you know? So Yeah. I was looking at your draw the other day, just at, just to, just before we got onto this podcast, and yeah, it, like it does look like you are primed to come home with the wind in your sails in the second half of the year. I mean, you close it out. Your last six weeks of your last six weeks of the year are home games against Newcastle West Bulldogs and Broncos, and the two away games are your your annual win in Melbourne and your biannual win over the Sharks at Shark Park. So well, it's um. I think we have the fewest games against last year's top eight of yeah. any team in the league. Yeah. So that's it's always a boost. Yeah, you're 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 right. Like even before those last six weeks, it's it's Warriors look for that, Dragons look for that, Titans the week before that. Like your last night, basically from the first of July onwards, your only hard game is going to Melbourne and playing the Sharks at Shark Park, and they're the two teams that you've done the best against of the yeah. traditionally powerful teams. So, yeah, with that stuff in mind, like I think you probably will start the year pretty slowly. Um, it might end up being a lot like last year, actually, where you guys are what three and six or something like that at the at that point, and you're sort of wondering what the fuck's going on. But then it just clicks, and everything yeah. just goes, and everything just goes right again. And I can really do see that happening, just with the way the schedule has uh, is favoring you. That back half of the year, that you get two games against the Tigers, two games against the Warriors. You play the Titans, the Knights, the Bulldogs, the Broncos. Like a lot of a lot of winnable games in the back half. You barely you play South once, I think. You play the Roosters once. Like it's really really good. Um, in that regard. And for that reason, and also because I miscounted and accidentally only had seven teams in my top eight to begin with, and I thought that the best thing I could do for this show moving forward was to throw you an olive branch and put the Canberra Raiders in eighth spot on my ladder. A real I act am, of inclusion, Bungard. I'm I am fucking rattled that you did that, eh? Yeah, it, it was weird. I have not heard you say a nice thing about the Raiders in like five, quite, six a long, years. quite a long time. <laughs> But Shark, you remember what Joe Frazier said when we met him at? Um, I swear to God, yeah, I'll drop him down. I'll, I'll drop him out right now. I'll put him nice. <laughs> he said, "I forgave Muhammad Ali, so you should forgive Bungard." And I'm taking those words to heart. Oh, I never. I don't harbor any bad feelings against Bungard. He's just, you know, if he's jealous of like our good weather. He's jealous of our cool, you know, the cool city, great culture. You know, if anyone is big justified music in hating the Canberra Raiders, it is me. But why? Uh, what, what is what? How is it justified? Uh, because like the one good game you had in the last decade was against my team and your <laughs> fans bring it up constantly. Like every time I see any of them. So yeah, I think you invite that a little bit. I don't, it, we could <laughs> be anything else. Be like, Oh yeah. So Dave, uh, how's the weather? He's like, well, Matt, it's not quite as dark as it was on one fateful September yeah. evening in 2019. When Josh, when the Raiders were down to, they were down to 12. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Jack, how's your beer taste? Oh, well, Matt, it's it's not quite as crisp as it was that night at Bruce Stadium <laughs> in 2019. Fate, that fateful night back in Any conversation about anything, she won back that stuff. So, no. But in this case, soft draw, decent team. I would like one of you or both of you maybe to apologize on behalf of the Raiders and especially Jack Whiten for corrupting gentle Latrell Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> boy. Poor, I know. Usually measured Latrell. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, generally mild manner chap. Would, I would like to point out that Latrell Mitchell was the one with the cuffs on, and Jack White was the one said who said, "Well, if you arrest him, you I did it. That was pretty too. cool. That was that, great. Was, yeah. that, that is actually that also that has I also gone that. a long way to making me like the Raiders more. I was going to say, you know, and I've you know, I've I know I feel your pain. I know that yeah. Dave and Jack really oh, I don't actually stones, care. It's it's all right. but it's fine. It's just a joke. You know, at the end of the day. I love but, Latrell Mitchell. I think he's you know yeah. You know, Latrell has never played against the Raiders since he joined South. Is that right? Yeah, not once. We no. don't play. You, we really? don't play you very often. I, yeah. I know it's weird. Yeah, but it's, it's like, usually I think, like so home or away. This? this is his because uh, he was still in. We played you in Dubbo last year. He was still injured. Yep. Didn't yep. play. Uh, I can't remember the others off the top of my head. Yeah, but... mate, me either. Me either. But, but um, yeah, I'll believe you. That sounds about right. Just before we, me and Shark give our letters, Shark, I'm curious to know what you want out of Xavier Savage this year. Because I okay. know he's someone who frustrated you. He's frustrated. I feel like Raiders fans are in two camps with Xavier Savage. They either reckon that he's, you know, the second coming or they are really, really annoyed by his shortcomings. And it doesn't feel like there's a lot of in between. So what do you <sighs> think we can get? What do you think we can expect out of him this year? And uh, do you think we'll see it? There's just small things that he needs to clean up. Like he just got, for first of all, Stop with the goose step nonsense. That's like what kids do in, in the playground. You know, like it just slows your momentum down. It doesn't fool anybody. This isn't soccer. It, I want him to get that out of his game. It, it never works. It's like stuff you see on like, you know, Instagram from like some like grainy footage of like, you know, lower grade leagues. It's it's not NRL caliber. Get that out of your game. He also loves to like grubber to himself. You know, like he's playing, you know, it's a that'll, I, work, I, that'll work one day. It will work one what, day. One day. It might file fail 99 times, but it will work once. And that'll be that'll be party time when it does. I know. If he can get that down, hell yeah. Like I'm not a fan, I'm not the you know, like a meat and potatoes old school Philly guy that's gonna like complain that he's not bringing his lunch pail to fucking training, you know what I mean? But he does need to get some some of the I don't know, the immaturity, like the youth out of his game a little bit. But I, I mean, I generally love watching him play. He's so electric. I, I, he's exciting when he gets the ball in his hands. So I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm nitpicking what I say here. He is frustrating at times. I agree, but I do see him. This will be a big year for him. I'm really upset that he's gonna miss the first six weeks. I really feel it was a, a perfect time for him to hit the ground running. But you know, he's an exciting he also, player. He is. He also does an annoying thing. Which is, you know, it's very valiant, but he has no, he has blatant disregard for his body. Like he's just throwing it around out there. He yeah. gets hurt because he's literally putting his head, he's going head first into a wood chipper half the time, you know? So maybe that's part, I mean, that's part of the magic, but it would be nice to see him, you know, ease up on a little bit of that. You know, Jalen Hurts figured it out early this year. It's time for him. It's time for Savage to figure it out too. If you, you know? could, if you could pick one, Philly's great former or present to coach up Savage, who would it be? It's got to be Shane uh, Victorino. I was going to say Deshaun Jackson. 
Oh, I think, said, I think he said Phillies. So I went oh, no. baseball. <laughs> yeah. Get, well, get Mike, get Mike Schmidt working on. No, his Shane Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. He, the flying he, Hawaiian was my favorite. Teach, man. He could teach Xavier Savage a thing or two. Uh, yeah, or uh, his predecessor, or the guy before him, not the predecessor. Excuse me. Uh, the center fielder before Aaron Rowland, who ran face first. You, I'm sure you've seen that footage. Face first into center field wall, like <laughs> completely gored his face, but made the catch. I think current. Current Phillies legend Bryce Harper also did that a couple of years yes, ago. He's, he, yeah, yeah, he. Lo- I mean, I mean, I love Bryce Harper. He's my favorite player. So he's awesome. Yeah, I love him yeah. too. You know, have you guys um, seen that video of him hitting the home run in the in the championship series? And it's set to the it's set to the music from Moneyball. Oh uh, yeah, I actually have seen that. Yeah. It is. It is. It is the best video on the entire internet. It's like, pretty I great. Hate, I hate the internet, mm. but that video was so good that it like justified the the hellish computer's existence for me. <laughs> I did see them play in the NLCS that they won, Shark. I did go to the game. You were over so, there. Yeah, went to we were we saw them. So him and Manny Machado are my two favorite players. And yeah, well there you go. Manny Machado hit a home run and Bryce Harper hit a double, so it was a good day. Where was this? Um, was this it was in San Diego. Diego. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. So Padres won, but you won the series. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was um, a good, good series. Yeah, I'm Great. with you. I'm with you on Savage Shark. I I think there is going to be a real improvement in him for for the rest of this season. Um, even though he is going to get off to a slower start because he does have that injury. But his athletic gifts are pretty clear to see. I think yeah. he's just got to play more footy. Mm-hmm. You know, in twenty in 2021, he played SG ball and then he only played a couple more games through the rest of the year. And he's the one who didn't play a whole lot of footy growing up. He was a bit of a late coming to the game. Yep. The thing is, as long as once he gets more reps in, once he gets more time, I think his progress will be really rapid. And I really like, like he's got his speed and everyone can see that, but I actually really like him as a passer, I wouldn't say he's like a sophisticated passer. He's not ripping big cutouts or whatever, but he just shuffles the ball out quickly. And when you've got a center like Matt Timokor, who's a real destructive runner, all he needs is a bit of early Love ball. Him. So I've got the Raiders. I reckon the Raiders are in and around the, the hunt for the eight all year. I think they're eighth with two weeks to go and somehow fail their way upwards to six and a home final. Mm, that's nice. I like that. Uh, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm being a little uh, exuberant, I guess, with this. They could fit anywhere. They could fall anywhere between like three or four to eight for me, you know, depending on how things break for them. Like you said, the like the last two thirds of the season are against the league's rummies, basically, and and the tough games exactly are like you know we're going down, playing you know we're going to go beat up on our stepchildren in in Melbourne. So uh, I don't know. Six sounds about right. I hate making these early season predictions. It's a fool's errand because you never know what's going to happen, you know, but I'll go with, uh, I'm going to temper my own expectations. I'm going to go set. We finish seventh and we, and we win a final on the road. Well, hopefully Melbourne, hopefully Melbourne finish sixth then. Yeah. Mm. Which they might. Yeah. That's a pretty realistic spot for them to fall these years too. This year too. Uh, Do you want to promote anything before we get out of here, Shark? Oh, I don't know. I there's nothing really I need to promote. To, I mean, I got a I got a gig with Kurt Vile coming up in a couple of weeks here in Canberra. That should be pretty fun. Uh, that's on March 30th. Okay. Uh, I'm still on the uh, we're keeping it footy podcast world. I'm still on the Blake and the Pork Raiders review footy podcast every week. I get a a little blurb there, a minute long blast yeah. of uh, insanity. So I'm doing that. That's and if better. you're 
If you're a, if you're a Raiders fan, you could go down there on the thirtieth and then watch the Canberra Raiders host the Penrith Panthers on the thirty first. Exactly. Oh, good. You can watch Penrith Raiders by fifty. That's always a fun. Yeah. And then uh, South Melbourne afterwards. So that's a that's a big day. Yeah. If anyone needs a place to stay, everyone can stay at my house. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Would you like to say your home address right now on the show? Sure. Yeah, I live at five 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 five. Five street. That's not a real address. No, that's real. Look at actually. In... I don't know. Canberra works. It might be a real address. It's I on that no internet thing that Nick was talking about. That's true. Well, I can't do anything to disprove that. So I guess <laughs> we'll just have to get out of here. All right. Say goodbye, Shark. Goodbye, everyone. I love you all. <laughs> Say goodbye, Campo. See you guys. It's goodbye from me.